Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 597, recorded live on Sunday, May 19th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who needs to clean today, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who lives in a perpetual state of that, Andy Lowe. Hi. Perpetual state of cleanliness or needing to clean? Needing to clean. I see. I mean, you do have a toddler. Yes, that is correct. So, so like, that's, you know, that's a thing. Uh, I have I have dinner tonight with, oh my god, there's a deer in my yard. Is he coming over for dinner? No, but there's, like, a sizable deer in my backyard. <laughs> Don't move, big guy. Hang on. Stay there. Okay, thank you for posing. <laughs> I have no idea where he's going to go later, but... I don't live near woods. No, you don't. I'm trying to think of where the nearest forest is to you. Hold on, let me the look The Arboretum? Oh, it's raining now. It's, it's, I'm sorry, I'm just so like, I, there's there's a very large deer in my yard. <laughs> so, I um I have co-workers that uh, still deer hunt. Yeah. And they, you know, they're responsible deer hunters. They, you know. Only go in season. Only go in season, only shoot their limit. Um, they don't drink while they're out there. Nope. They also uh, bring in the venison jerky every once in a while. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's usually pretty tasty, isn't it? Yeah. I still at some point have to have some actual venison steaks at some point, but... They're they're harder to cook, because the, the... I mean, it's called game for a reason. Yeah. And, like, it's just chilling there in my yard, man. But anyway, um, so it was the first day of... I don't remember if it was bow season or gun season. It was one of the two, but he, you know, he gets all gets all dressed up in his camo gear, gets the, the orange vest on and everything, takes one step out of his house, looks over, and there's a deer just standing in his yard. <laughs> so he's carrying all his equipment. He just literally did, just... Did he shoot it? Yeah. In a residential area? He's surrounded by farmland. Okay. Plus, it was on his property. Yep. <laughs> he was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, that was it. He's like, I spent longer getting dressed than I actually <laughs> did. Wow. Yeah, he just he just literally walked out and was like, oh, all right, done. I, I, I sent you a picture of the deer. I see that. Hmm. I don't have your address in my phone book or in my Google Maps. Why do I not have you in my Google? Oh, because I'm in incognito mode. That's why. Oh, that, that would do it. That would do it. Yep. Where yep. is the nearest forest? There's a bunch of parks near me. Yeah, the nearest forest forest of any like appreciable size is i guess only like a mile away like the prairie ridge park uh no elver oh i see up there where the disc golf is yeah yeah there's there's a small forest area up there and then uh south by the redden soccer fields you have to look at the satellite map yeah yeah i'm looking right now okay what's with that Hmm. small grove right north of you like northwest uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of trees planted in people's yards. It's just, it's part of a hill that, like, no one wanted to build on. Probably. Oh, but yeah, how did how did he get to where you're at? He probably came through the front yard. Or across the backyards of the of my neighbors. Yeah, I could see that. But, like, there's a, he's eating all my clover. That part of my lawn is not, like, grass. There was a, a small infestation of clover, and I'm like, I prefer the clover to the grass, because the clover grows out, not up. Yes, we were actually discussing that when Kate mowed the lawn on uh, Friday. It's like, you know what? The clover is it's not bad. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. It flowers, so it looks pretty. Anyway, <laughs> so that, that just threw me totally, like, absolutely. Um, I'm having people over tonight. I'm having, I'm having um, five adults and a toddler over for dinner. So I need to clean up a little bit and mm-hmm. cook. Oh my God, cooking. So much cooking. Well, what, are you going to do your turkey or what? No, no. Uh, I should have. I'm not. I'm doing my pasta bake. I'm doing some bread. I am doing uh, chicken marbella. Okay. And I'm doing two different ice creams. Oh, <laughs> two different ice creams. Not just one. I want to say, and now it's raining, and the deer is sitting in my yard, sheltering from the rain. Yes, two different ice creams. Okay. I made a vanilla ice cream and a cookies and cream ice cream. Ah. Both of which are quite tasty. The chicken is marinating in the fridge right now. 
Uh, the pasta has not started, which was unfortunate because I had meant to make like the pasta sauce yesterday. Because I'm making pasta sauce from scratch. From scratch. Yep. This was originally supposed to be, hey guys, come over, let's throw some burgers on the grill, and we'll just sit and chat for a while. And it turned into Dave going way too far with the food, as it tends to do. I make a pretty decent uh, penny Alfredo. Yeah? My spaghetti carbonara is also pretty good. Those are pretty easy to do. What do you do for gluten-free pasta? Store-bought. Store-bought? Okay. Yeah, there's tons of store-bought ones. Uh, there's some good ones and not good ones, and it's just a matter of knowing which one's which. Gotta test them out. Or depend on someone else to test them for you. That America's also could test be Kitchen true. Ah, actually yes. actually did a, a comparison of the different gluten-free pastas for their cookbook. Yeah, they did. Uh, they also went through hot dogs for some of their stuff as well. <clears throat> nice. And I do have to agree with them on that one. Yeah, the ballpark all-beef bun-length bun length hot dogs best hot dogs i've had yeah mm-hmm. how did they compare them to the hebrew national i don't i don't know they listed uh, the they did the work <laughs> okay i just went and bought the hot dogs but they were out the last time we bought hot dogs so we just bought the regular ones and it's just like oh yeah like, this oh, is... those aren't nearly as good no i'm just still so enthralled that the deer is just like chilling chillin there um, yeah, so that's that's why I needed to record just a little earlier, is I needed a, a couple more, like, even just 45 minutes of extra time to clean and prep and do food. And today's community day, so I lose some hours in there. Well, you don't have to go to community day. I'm not going to all of community day. Ah, okay. I'm going to do some of community day. Mm. <clears throat> and, yeah, and it's raining all day. Oh, See, now I'm curious what happens if I, like, let Laz outside. <laughs> but does he go and try and take down the deer? I, I hope not. I, I hope not, but, like, I know he, he wants deer. He has a very high prey drive when it comes to animals. Oh. Huh. Sorry, Um, the escape room place over by us has a loyalty card now. Oh. And so I'm like, hey, can I bring in all my wristbands from previous games to get it to count? And they're like, nope. no, only games that played after May 1st will be counted towards stamps. Go! Like, well, I don't want to go back and replay them all. It, it'd be the dumbest. I've, I've done that. <laughs> I did that. I replayed a one escape room, and it was the weirdest experience ever. Because you know where everything is. Well, yes and no, because it was a different layout. So I knew the basic idea of the game, mm-hmm. but, you know, things were in different locations. Um, this one was actually a little bit easier the second time, because the first time they had, um, so the, the first time we played it, they had a secret room that you had to find behind a bookshelf. I think it, you you told me this. It was like you accidentally found it. Yeah, because there's, oh, no, no. There's, there's no clue to find it. The only way you yeah. can find it is to accidentally find it. Yeah. Um, but in the first one, in that secret room, there was another um, secret, secret room. Well, uh, behind, the, behind, the, uh, behind a picture wall safe. So, you know, you, n- you never think of, oh, there's another secret room basically inside the secret room. You don't think about that. No, not usually. But the... Uh, like, you already found the secret... Yeah. So I didn't, you know, we didn't know that there was another secret in that room because it was behind like a framed poster. But the second time we did it through the room, there was a flag up on the wall and you could see through the flag and see that there was something behind it. You're like, oh, well, that's not as secret anymore. (laughs) Sorry. I know they had just messaged me back saying, no, sorry, you don't get (laughs) you don't get the loyalty card. Oh, well. I think they've actually got a room up in uh, Traverse City now, if I'm looking at the locations correctly. Oh, coming soon. Boo. Nope, never mind. You know, how, it's back. How soon? Oh, I've done all three of these before. Oh. Oh. Shucks. Oh, well. You poor thing. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably get to topics. I suppose. Like, we can. Uh, well, I got enough of topics them. page. I had a topics page up. Well, I guess I'll bring up another one. There we go. Um, I don't know. Where are we going to go with this? We could start somewhere. Um, well, uh, the Sony, um, is the producer of God of War. Okay. And it looks like they got somebody at Sony to actually do a full length, um, documentary about making the latest God of War game. How full length? One hour, 54 minutes. Holy shit. Well then. 
Is is this one of those things where like if you don't watch this, you can't call yourself part of the game like industry? I don't know. Like, are are we required to watch this? That's a long video. That's yeah. It's a full length documentary. It's like okay, didn't expect that. Wow. <laughs> did they did they hire a group to do this? That's what I'm looking. I'm trying to see if they they've got to have. Nope. Don't cast that to the Chromecast. Where's the credits? Where's the credits? Three years in the making, constructed from 400 hours of footage. Ooh, wow, multiple units, sound department, legal department. Yeah, this is like an honest-to-goodness production group who did this. So yeah, if you got two hours to kill, <laughs> you want to see what it was like making what yeah, most people thought of. AAA title. Yeah, the game of the year AAA title. I mean, I, I am definitely interested in this and would like to sit and watch this. Yeah, so am I. That's I'm a there thinking, long movie. Well, I'm thinking I got, I got you know, lunch lunch break at work. Yeah, just break it up. Yeah. It's really cool that they, they're just releasing it for free. Yeah. Releasing it for free on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Damn. All right. Well, props to Sony. Yeah. Like... That that's kind of exciting, uh, and now I'm I'm sad that I have even less free time today. <laughs> like I don't have time to watch this today, even though I really want to. Um, that's not the only Sony article, though. We did see something else this week that I I saw a headline in the middle of the week that I never thought I'd see. Oh, Microsoft and Sony having a strategic partnership? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like what? What? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I saw that too. I was like, wait, what? What? I, I, this, to be clear, well, I mean, I was going to say, like, this sounds like Nintendo and Sega having a partnership, and then Nintendo and Sega had a partnership. Um, but that was only after Sega was like, we're done with the hardware industry. We are so out of this, right? The Dreamcast was such a failure. Mm hmm. Which kind of sucks, because it was actually a really good console. Oh, I know. Which, at some point, I should probably get mine back from Mo. <laughs> your Dreamcast? Yes. I think Mo still has my Dreamcast. Totally going to be playing Dreamcast games. Unless you want to be part of this to be part of the, like, as Isaac grows up, you release the new consoles to him. <sighs> I don't know if I'd want to do that. You're just going to drop him into the modern age? Well, all his, you know, friends are probably going to be talking about all the modern video games. Yeah. So, you know, do I want to leave him out just so he can have a greater understanding of, you know, what my childhood or, was like? Or appreciation? Dropping him in with, like, Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda. Shit, I still haven't even finished Legends of Zelda. I know you haven't. You're never going to. <laughs> we've We've talked about this. I think the... The, the closest I could do is, like, when we go to Manistee, I bring Legend of Zelda and some graph paper, and I say, all right, Andy, you're playing this. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to do that on my vacation. What? Playing that sounds Legend like a great vacation. Playing a game that I, you know, I'm not really that interested in. Oh, fine. Give you Breath of the Wild and say, play this. I'll just sit on the couch and read a book. I could bring up that escape room in a box game. We could finish off the last two of those. Yes, very much yes. I'll have to go see if I can break into the battery compartment again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So yeah, so Sony and Microsoft announced a strategic partnership, not any sort of actual agreement. This is a non-binding memorandum of understanding. Like we're both going to do X. Yes. So they haven't actually put anything down on paper. Right. Nothing is legal. What what is in this partnership? Uh, a lot of vague statements <laughs> basically. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to pull up because this was put on the Microsoft page. Is this so? So is this just Microsoft and Sony? I mean, I'm I'm looking at the topics they're bringing up here. Things about like streaming, things about console development. Are they scared of Google? That's what most people are saying. Is you know, hey, why did they do this? Most well, likely because of Google. Because of Stadia. Yeah. That like the deer is looking at me. It is looking directly at me, Andy. He's looking at me, Ray. Staring into my... Okay, now he's looking away. Um, <laughs> Google Stadia, like, 
is is that are they just terrified that they're going to not be able to compete and keep up that like they're going to get pushed out of their own industry I I don't know. As part of the Memorandum of Understanding, Sony and Microsoft will also explore collaboration in the new areas of semiconductors and AI. By integrating Sony's image sensors with Microsoft's Azure AI technology in a hybrid manner across cloud and edge, as well as solutions that leverage Sony's semiconductors and Microsoft cloud technology, the companies aim to provide enhanced capabilities for enterprise customers. So this is not just, you know, cross-platform gaming. They're, they are trying to basically hedge their bets in the future. Sony hardware, Microsoft software working together to combat Google. <laughs> um, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a thing. So how come they didn't pull Nintendo into it? <clears throat> or do they just not see Nintendo as a threat because Nintendo is Nintendo? I mean, let's, let's be clear. History has shown... Nintendo's biggest threat is itself. Yes. When when they go too far? Question mark. I don't. Well, the Wii U was so sad. Nintendo is just Nintendo. If that makes any sense. They're printing money. Yes, but Nintendo outside of Nintendo, like Nintendo does Nintendo, and do they? I don't know, Andy. They're 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 branching out. Yes, but Microsoft and Sony have already been branching out for years. Yeah, but you've got things like Diablo three on the Switch. Oh, you people and your messaging. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing, yeah, this is just the fact that, you know, Microsoft is trying to do better hardware. Sony's trying to do better cloud servicing. Could we see a PlayStation discless version? So Microsoft basically going to Sony and saying, like, look, we really want to just get rid of these discs. Can you just, like, <laughs> if you do this? It's, this is also interesting because Sony is in this, like, realm of making deals with other companies now. Like, first they made the, the deal with Disney to mm-hmm. give them Spider-Man. Now they're making a deal with Microsoft, but, again, nothing formalized. And I think the same was true with Spider-Man at the beginning, was they, they was just say, like, hey, let's do this, and then let's hammer out the details. Of course, in that one, the details had to be hammered out before anything could actually happen. This is probably the same way. It's just the fact that, hey, you know, let's get our people together in the same room and let's, see. Let's actually work together on that. But if they work together on it, is that a problem with like monopoly slash anti-consumer? Like, are they are they forming a cartel? I don't think so. What what would be your ideal agreement between Microsoft and Sony? What do you want from this? <clears throat> a rising tide lifting all boats. That's a be... very noble thing. But like, what do you want? What is the rising tide for Andy Lowe? Well, the fact that, you know, Sony has good hardware. Yeah. You know, I I remember when the, the you know, you compared the PlayStation to the other consoles of its time. You compared the PlayStation 2 to all the consoles of its time. You compare the PlayStation 3 to all the consoles of its time. It was, you know, Sony always had the best looking games because they had the hardware to knock it out of the park. Yep. Unfortunately for them, Unfortunately, as he moves to cloud-based, that yes. doesn't matter anymore because Microsoft has the cloud infrastructure that's going to blow Sony out of the water. Yes, Microsoft like, has been really, dealing with cloud computing for years now. It is one of their primary sources of income now. Yes. If you were to to all of a sudden shift to cloud computing, Sony isn't even in the picture anymore. It's no. Google versus Microsoft versus like Amazon. IBM. I guess Amazon too. Oh AWS yeah, no Amazon's web services. Yep, AWS. I'm AWS aware. Is, yeah. yeah, don't count out Amazon on that one. <clears throat> but Amazon has not expressed any interest in in this realm. No, they just know they're making enough money just hosting the servers. Yep. So I I ask again though, like. Yeah, Sony has the best hardware. What do you want to see come out of a partnership between Sony and Microsoft? Do you want to see, like, a unified console? Do you want to see a reduction of exclusives? Do you want to see, I I don't know, price match? Like, what is it? Well, my guess is the, it's honestly, yeah, just almost a conglomeration between the two of them. Almost like something that's not branded under either of their names, but is known to be kind of like an Oculus, or somehow, you know, taking Sony's, you know, the HoloLens powered by Sony, using Sony sensors on the HoloLens. Microsoft's, you know, product, that sort of thing. 
HoloLens for PS5 would be cool. Microsoft has always been about those, like, extras, right? Yeah. Like, the, it's the Kinect, it's the... Well, no, it's really just been the Kinect. That was it. <laughs> Nintendo, that's actually really all about the peripherals. I My, about Microsoft a- was all about Xbox Live, is what it was. That's true, yeah. The Xbox Live experience. Xbox Live, and then PlayStation Home came to try and mimic that. And it didn't work. From what I saw with people playing with Playstations, I'm like, PlayStation Home just... Was, was stupid. It was, yeah. it was a bad attempt at replicating Xbox Live, but they've they've worked that out. That that kink is gone. Um, PlayStation Online works fine. Okay. It would be nice, though, to finally actually play the Uncharted series, not on a PlayStation. That would also be nice. Yeah. I mean, you could just borrow a PlayStation. <laughs> you mean go to Walmart and buy a PlayStation for 30 days and then return it? No, I meant to actually borrow a PlayStation. Oh. I have one. I know, it's in your basement not being used. No, I mean, I have a PS4. I know, in your basement not being used. No, PS4 is is on the main floor. It's hooked up for Beat Saber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot about Beat Saber. The PS3 is in the basement, hooked up, not being used. You want PS3? (laughs) Staring at my wood-grained Xbox, sitting there lonely. You could get uh, Calling All Cars. Oh, Calling All Cars. (laughs) That was amazing to watch. I felt really bad at the end of it. Like, I felt really, really good. Them. I felt really bad at the end of that. You, you just, <clears throat> my God, the crowd interaction behind you though, when you were just were just slaughtering them, was hilarious. What, what was it? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Every single time, you know, you started to score and the crowd, you yeah. know, was cheering and then you would score more and the crowd was just like, oh my God, how high is his score going to be? Every time you would steal it, they'd just be like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, because I, I played the game a lot. <laughs> I know. The other three hadn't. I still were ruined. not fair. Sin was like, did he let me win? And I'm just like, no. He At that point, he had kind of just checked out because he knew he was he was going on to I the was, next I round. Was safe. Yeah. I, I actually tell that story to my classes, including how, how my good friend, Andy Lowe, by this point, which the class already knows who Andy Lowe is, uh, and how Andy Lowe showed up at my door one day with a bag from Walmart. <laughs> And said, I need this back in 28 days. Which was funny because I was not the first person to do that with that PlayStation. I, I point that out. <laughs> oh. I've, Andy, I've constructed my Omegathon experience into a multi-hour oral story. Like, I, I, can, I can talk about this thing for hours on end. I even thought about, like, sending it and applying to the Moth Hour so that I, I could tell it on, like, national radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, good right. times. What other, times. what other? Okay, news? so, okay. well, I'm, I'm still stuck on Sony and Microsoft, and like, <laughs> they've got to be scared of Google, right? That's what this is. This is them realizing where the future lies and where their strengths where, and well, weaknesses are. If that's the case, Sony had to go to Microsoft, probably because Mike. I mean, I guess Microsoft could have been like, hey here's where the future's going you're in trouble right now let's talk maybe if they realize that sony's hardware is you know better than theirs maybe or their games it might not be the hardware it might be sony's games could be sony's games maybe sony went to microsoft and said hey you know your cloud-based data centers are better than ours we need them we need them microsoft's well you know well, let's talk. Yeah. Also, Andy, what's going to happen to Spider-Man after this movie? I don't know. What's going to... How does this movie relate to anything in the future? I don't know. Well, because... What's going to happen with Phase 4? I, I Forget Phase 4 for a second. Just for a second. Okay. The deal between Microsoft and Sony was for five movies. And that... Okay, so that was Civil War. Yep. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Infinity War. Infinity War. Endgame. Spoilers. And Far From Home. Far From Home. That's five movies. <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't know. So, all right. Uh, back to other topics then. Um, what else? Video like game news. About? Activision is not going to have a booth at E3. Huh. Are they going at all? Yes. Without a booth? Yes. So they'll be there. But they are going to have just... Keynote? Um, or press conference? <clears throat> 
uh, Activision will be talking with partners in private meeting rooms upstairs at the LACC. Okay. So Activision, you know, it's not going to actually those, have those private. Hey, let's talk about such and such and go up to the little rooms and sit down with them. Hey, Dave, you want to buy a booth at E3? Uh, I don't have a spare million dollars because there is 200 square feet currently still available in the South Hall. 200 square feet? 200 square feet. So a 20 by 10? Yes. I. What would I fill it with? I don't know. A ball pit. How much? To make reservations ball for the first call for more information or cost. contact via email at blank. That's lovely. Ball pit calculator. 20 feet by 10 feet. Well, we'll give it some some area because like there's yeah. So maybe we'll call it like uh, eighteen feet by eight feet. And how how deep do we want the ball the ball pit? This is for adults, right? So it's got to be like four and a half feet ball depth, four feet cost per ball. I don't know how much do do balls cost? Okay, so how much would the the booth space cost? Uh, I'm trying to look that up. Uh... Three booth cost. See if somebody else. Uh, twenty thirteen numbers. Here we go. It's the best numbers I can get you right now. Okay. Um, the space itself, a six hundred square foot space, cost thirty thousand dollars back okay. in twenty thirteen. So two hundred square feet. We'll call it ten thousand. We'll call it fifteen thousand plus ten thousand dollars for the ball pit. No, nope, I'm good. Yeah. Materials needed for 18 foot PVC pipe, for 8 foot PVC pipe, for 4.5 foot PVC pipe, and 8 three way PVC connectors, as well as 45,000 balls. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. <clears throat> okay, so they're. Do they have a, a like press event? I'm not sure. I'll have to look at the log. E, E3 2014 200 square foot booth is $3,333 per day at EA or E3 2014. So that's a slightly newer number. So E3 itself is how many days? E3? Yeah. I think it's just the three days. Uh, 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yeah. So, so it will be, it will be 10,000. <laughs> Kate's, Kate's already vetoing that. I imagine so. <laughs> Show up at E3 with just a card table and be like, I spent $10,000 on this card table. Sup, guys? <laughs> How you doing? I, I think you'd have a problem purchasing the, the space. I think the, the ESA would be like, why are you here? We're here promoting our podcast. Just do live shows from the exhibition floor. Just invite anybody who's walking by to be on the podcast. Hey, you, you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> no, Dave's Dave's not Dave's not going to go for it either. No, no. Dave wanted a ball pit, a 200 square foot ball pit. 200 square foot ball pit that would cost approximately $10,000. <laughs> On top of the other $10,000. <laughs> Plus the plane tickets and hotel. Mm -hmm. Pack South, 10 by 10 foot booth, $400 per day. That's not too bad. No. Andy, you want to go have a booth at Pack South? <laughs> Uh, we'd have to get down to PAX South. PAX yeah. East is uh, $600 per day for the same size. Probably because PAX East is, you know... Bigger. Bigger. Oh, geez. I mean, if we want to, like, actually have listenership <laughs> and not just the... I mean, I, I appreciate all of you who do listen. I know We're you're out to there. like 50, I think. Um, I think that's around. the last feed burner numbers I looked at. Feedburner.google.com. Uh, according to this, 119 subscribers. Oh. But that number is not really valuable. We just have to, at some point, see how many people, how many downloads there are of the actual MP3 file. Well, except that most people aren't going to download it. They listen to it on the site. <sighs> Does the site keep track of that as well, or no? No. <laughs> Andy, I told you before the episode, <laughs> the site is 10 years old. And this is actually, what, our second site? Yeah. Did I write the first site? I don't remember. I know I wrote the second one. I don't even remember what the first one looked like. I think it might have been like a WordPress or something like that. Probably. Man, that banner at the top of the screen, that just looks... <laughs> 
Oh boy. You don't, you don't like the banner? My Didn't Photoshop skills of, yeah, I made that. The yeah. stamp, a stamp looks not bad. You just don't like the Comic Sans podcast? Yeah. It's not Comic okay. Sans. It's just some sort of sans serif. Okay. Uh, would, would you like to make a new one? Make it in Helvetica. Or I'll would just put it, put it up on Fiverr or Fiverr, would, would whatever you like it to is. Make a new one. If I had time, I would do that. I'll just, I don't know. Okay. I've got I mean, if we can put it up on Fiverr. That's fine. I'm I'm in the process of rebuilding the site. For those of you listening and wondering why I'm bringing this up to Andy. Oh, okay. So I want to get your take on this one, Mister Computer Science and Education. Yeah. Uh, Northeastern University, not Northwestern, but Northeastern. Okay. Um, requires computer science majors to take a class in theater and improv. Hmm. Interesting. Almost eight hundred CS majors have taken Northeastern's improv course so far. Do they require their art and theater majors to also take an intro to computer science class so that they learn? logic and reasoning i'm not sure i would have to look at the actual wall street journal article but i do not have a wall street journal article subscription so i can't tell you well you could also look at northeastern university's um requirements for for different degrees yes but that would take a lot of effort (laughs) put it on fiverr (laughs) looking for somebody to do research for me i i mean i think that's I think if you're going to require it of CS majors, you should require it of all majors. And I, I think the opposite should be true as well, that like if you're going to have a class that is there to try and, and cultivate empathy, creativity, and teamwork, then they, you should also have classes that are designed to cultivate logical thinking and critical thinking skills and problem solving. But do you think that's ever going to happen? Nope. I mean, it is. It, it already happened. That's why you take math in high school which I had to remind someone about on, on Facebook, because they're like, why do you have to do... I'm like, because that's 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 why. That's why you take math. That's what math is for. I'm trying to think of times I've used the math. Granted, you know, I feel like a, uh, you know, um, I'm thinking of real-world situations, like interest rates <clears throat> and, you know, budgeting. Andy? Yeah? If I asked you to calculate the interest, like the, the total payment on an interest rate right now, could you do that? Depends on how often the thing was calculating. Do you have the formula? Do you remember it? It's it's got to be more complicated than uh, principal times annual percentage rate. It's got to be more complicated than that, right? It's it's pretty much that. It's PERT, right? P equals E times E to the RT. And that's for continuous interest. If you've got time-based, then then you have to change it from E to whatever the the ratio is. But yeah. but like that, neither of us could sit here and, and calculate that. Like there is no reason to do that. Why would I calculate interest when I have the internet and Excel? What? Okay, so then it would be along the lines of understanding how they work then at least. Because I feel like there's some people out there still who don't understand, you know, th- we had to get a law passed to put, you know, how much is this going to cost you on your credit card if you pay just the minimum interest payments? Again, why would you ever try to calculate that? Well, yes, I understand how you're saying that you don't need to calculate it, but you still need to go in along your lines, you know, have have everybody take at least a basic logic course. Yes. Well, because that's that's what math does is it is there to teach you logic. It is there to teach you problem solving. It is there to teach you pattern recognition. I do have to say, though, my, I, I did take many improv classes mm-hmm. in middle school and high school. I think I even took one in college. And I do have to say the improv courses, you know, allow you to it's all about thinking on your feet, seeing what's in front of you and being able to, you know, contemplate it quickly <laughs> and, you know, keep moving forward. Yep. Which, you know, sometimes in situations is needed quite rapidly. I just walk into a situation, hey, this is broken. It's like, okay, take two seconds, see what's going on. Now we're off to the races again. <clears throat> this is this is broken. What do we need to do? All right, we need to improvise. Hey, look at yep. that. But, but improv- improvisation in the terms of, like, MacGyvering is not the same as improvisation in terms of, like, acting MacGyver. I can improvise solutions. I can come up with systems that will do what I need them to do. That's more like making a Rube Goldberg machine. 
but still being able to let me let me let me let me put it this way and i understand the logical fallacies here do you think the engineers at nasa that worked to save the apollo 13 called upon skills from an improv class no or did they call upon their engineering backgrounds i don't care how good a stand-up comedian you are getting a square peg into a round hole is not easy no, no, it's not. Especially with only this, using the stuff on the table. Right. So, that's that's where that is. <laughs> um, yeah. I got to try the new Steam Link, by the way. On the iOS device, or no? No, on, on my phone. Okay. The idea of, like, Steam Anywhere. Yeah. And running it on your computer, but playing it on your phone. Yeah. I may have taken, um, a, a PlayStation 2 emulator. <laughs> And brought that into Steam because you can add non-Steam games to Steam. Yes. And so then had that on my phone so I could play Dokapon Kingdom on my phone. Well, for those who have iOS devices, uh, the Steam Link app is now finally available <laughs> after almost a year of Apple rejecting it for business conflicts. What was the... the trigger that brought it onto the iOS? Why did Apple all of a sudden say, okay... Not sure... Oh, oh, I can tell you why. Why? Because the, um, the, 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 the Supreme Court ruling against Apple scared the shit out of them. What? Okay, so this Supreme Court ruling uh, is, the, the Supreme Court ruling, oh, let's talk about this article, it's the first one on the list. Yeah. So, uh, a man named, what was his name, uh, Robert, yeah, Robert Pepper filed a lawsuit, an antitrust lawsuit against Apple back in 2011. Yeah. He argued that Apple's basic App Store model is an unlawful monopoly because Apple only provides access to iOS apps through the App Store and it requires developers to pay a 30% commission to Apple. Plaintiff claimed that this fee gets passed on to users who have nowhere else to buy the apps. Yeah. Apple has been fighting this legal case for the last eight years, got all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled... Not that, you know, the App Store is a monopoly or not, just the fact that the man now can actually sue Apple for it being a monopoly. That, that's, that he has standing. Yes, that's it. That's, the, that's all the Supreme Court case says, is that he actually has legal standing to sue. Yep. It's not that, you know, they're stating anything one way or the other. It's just the fact that he actually does have a right to sue Apple, which is really funny because the five Supreme Court justices that were in the majority of this. Yeah. Where is the uh, Kagan Ginsburg? Shoot, where's that list? I swear I saw this uh, on here somewhere. Oh, is it not on this article? It's on another article. Um, but it's it's a majority of the Democratic um, Supreme Court justices and Brett Kavanaugh. He's been doing some surprising things on the court. I'm still not pleased that he got on the court. No. He's he's done some some like consumerist and and like citizen focused rulings. Yes, so I yeah, I when I I saw this, I saw it was a 5-4 decision and I saw that Brett Kavanaugh was speaking for the majority. I'm like, "Oh, really? The Republicans were going against really?" And then I looked, I'm like, the, "Oh, the Republican." Notice the other ones did not. Yeah, it's him agreeing with the democratically appointed Supreme Court justices. And you're like, oh, didn't see that one coming. So, yes, so the ruling is that, you know, the Apple is actually basically in control of their app store and can be sued for antitrust issues. Yeah. So now, now the actual lawsuit will begin eight years after it was originally filed. Jeez. So now Apple has to fight a whole, like, other lawsuit of, is this actually a monopoly? Which, if they lose, then all of a sudden, a lot of other things become problematic. Yes. Is is Google a monopoly? I don't know, because you can get... You can have non-Play Store. Yes. Heck, that's Amazon's right. whole business model for right. apps. Is, is there's a second thing. Okay, so maybe it is just Apple. Well, Apple, um, maybe any sort of exclusivity, maybe the Epic Game Store. Um, but, like, Steam is an alternative, right? Steam, Uplay, 
I think in the real world right now, at least, the only company that does business the way Apple does business is Apple. Is Apple. I think so. But now, you know, somebody says, for instance, if Microsoft, you know, announced an Xbox without a disk drive, the only owners can only purchase games through one digital store. They could claim Microsoft is running an unfair monopoly. Hmm. I guess the, the argument is, well, you could get a PlayStation and the argument for Apple is, well, you could go buy an Android. Yes, but... Is it is it a monopoly when it is option? I mean, yes, it's still a monopoly, even if it's optional. If I buy an iPhone, the only place I can get an app is the Apple Store. Yep. But that makes sense. Like, the only place you can buy an Apple is from Apple. Yes, but they're saying that whole thing, then, is monopolistic. But, like, the only place I can buy a Nintendo game is from Nintendo. Well, no, because right now you could actually go to Target and buy yeah. a game. Where did they get the game from? Nintendo, but it is still the there are multiple places for you to buy a game. If like he said, if Microsoft, you know, and the discless Xbox is the future of the Xbox. Yeah. And the only place you can buy Xbox games is on the Xbox Live store, then But but why does it matter what store it's from? It's only coming from one group. The issue is price fixing. Yes. Nintendo can choose what they want to sell the games at. Other, if you're going to Target, Target can host a sale on a game. And sell it for a loss. Yeah. Just to get you in the store. That's true. Okay. But, you know, if I go to the Nintendo store, nobody else can sell on the Nintendo store other than Nintendo. Yeah. And if that's my only option... I feel like monopoly is the wrong word. I feel like it's the right sentiment, like there's there's something going on here, but it just feels like monopoly is not the right word to use for this. But then I'm no econ major PhD oh, economist I, person. I had sent Hans a message about iHeart getting out of bankruptcy and being able to wipe $9 billion from their books. Yeah. Nine billion dollars of debt from their books, and he tried to keep. He kept on trying to contact me, but he would always contact me while I was in the middle of meetings. And I'm just like, I can't answer your phone call right now. <laughs> it's like I can talk later. I'm like, okay, but I'm still in the meeting. In meetings, all the meetings. Oh God, I got another. Monday is meeting Monday. I've got a meeting on Tuesday. That's going to be interesting. Meeting Monday is the like one Monday a month where it is almost entirely meetings the entire day. See, luckily I don't have to do that. I could if I wanted to probably go to more meetings, but why would I want to? Well, I mean, at one of the meetings there's free popcorn. Yeah, we don't have that. Oh, that's the the all staff meeting, which is mandatory. Well, if it's a mandatory meeting, then, you know, I feel like the free popcorn would be justified. Yeah, free popcorn for 10,000 people. That's a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Right. Are there I, any I other done the math, but I'm I'm pretty sure that on that day more popcorn is made at work than at all of the movie theaters in the Madison area. Probably. It's a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Uh what else? Uh, Google has way too much information on us. Yes, yes, we should point this out before. Um, somebody found out that there's a website on Google called Purchases. Myaccount.com slash myaccount.google.com slash purchases. And it says, you know, only you can see your purchases, but Google can see them too. Yeah. And this is like literally everything that I have bought. It includes the Play Store. It includes Steam purchases. It includes... It's basically anything that gives you an email receipt of your purchase. Trips? I have like... Chinese orders in here for like General Tso's chicken. Yeah, no, I've got I've got it. We go to Domino's after we go shopping and all of my Domino orders are in here. Yep. Grubhub is in here. My last two Amazon orders are in here. Oh my god, it goes all the way back to 2013. Yeah, it it goes way back cuz it pulled all the data from Since They started this. Well, no, I've got stuff going all the way back till 2010. Oh, my earliest is 2013 for some reason, and I know I was purchasing stuff before 2013. 2007. Here's my Xbox 360 wireless controller, and when I purchased Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, book seven. It doesn't seem to... it, it starts to lose its order towards the bottom here. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, yeah, it's got things out of order. That's weird. Yeah, I think it, it's, I think the database is... A little messy. Yeah, but it's all there. That's a lot of stuff. So what's Google doing with this data? What does Google do with all of its data? 
compiles profiles about me? Probably. Uses that to serve me ads? Probably. What the hell is Maestro Mario? I don't know, but if you go to remove purchase, it will pop up a thing and say, hey, in order to remove the purchase, please delete the email. What? Yep. Oh, because otherwise it'll just find it again. Yes. So. Okay, how do I tell it to just not look through my emails? Uh, there is an option. Hold on. Kate sent me this link from a BuzzFeed news article. <laughs> Um, there's currently no way to mass delete your purchase history in Google, although you can delete the transactions one by one, which, oh my God, that would be ridiculous. Uh, you can keep future purchases from getting sorted into this page in your settings, toggle, do not use private results in google.com slash preferences. Google.com slash preferences. Yes. There should be a do not use private results. Private results. Yes. Wow, that is like such a search results from your Google products. Okay, so that will keep Google from collecting more, but they do have like my entire purchase history. Yes, and the only way to get rid of your entire purchase history would be to delete the emails. Delete my emails. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Stop it. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to have to go into my work account tomorrow and see if this is also on the Google suite accounts as well. Oh, I'm sure it is. All right. Anything else you want to hit, or are we up to the the randoms? Uh, we're pretty much up to the randoms. Okay. Unless there's something on here that you want to. Uh, the fact that Hewlett Packard is purchasing Cray. Hey, man, I like their switches. Hewlett, Hewlett Packard. Packard Cray? Hewlett Packard buying their you know has good switches. Okay. I've never tried any of their actual you know servers, but you know. But like, why is Hewlett Packard buying Cray supercomputers? Because enterprise is where the future of business is. I guess, but why do you need Cray supercomputers for that? Andy, what's the last time you heard about Cray supercomputers? They've been. They've still been doing stuff recently. What? Uh, stuff. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Hold on, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page to see what's been going on recently. (laughs) They've been doing data system stuff. Yeah. By the way, more importantly, or less importantly, what do you think of HP's new logo? That random green square? No. The the purple rectangle? Or what? No, the aqua rectangle? No. I'm not talking about that article. I'm talking about the thing that they use on their laptops now. Oh. The long slash followed by a short slash followed by a long slash followed by a short slash. I haven't see seen I that logo. Let me see if I can find Here it is. Eh, copy image. Andy Loaf. Because I haven't touched HP laptops in years because I've had nothing but problems with... That's their new logo? Yep. Oh my god, that is so fugly. Yep. (laughs) You know what the best part is? What? If you see it upside down, the hell is DQ? (laughs) Dairy Queen makes laptops now? It could be DG. Sure. Yeah, this is the symbol that they put on their their new laptops. It is a long... It's basically a forward slash... A half forward slash, a forward slash, but moved down halfway, and then the half forward slash again, and it's supposed to be reminiscent of the H and the P, a highly stylized H and a highly stylized P. And like, I can see it and I get it, but it's stupid. I, uh, no, no guys, no, just no. And then you wonder how much money did they spend designing that? Like, it was probably an internal, right? This wasn't yeah. like they contracted with a design company. It's that You'd they have not. designers. They have graphic designers on staff. How much time was spent coming up with this logo? I don't know, but uh, I, uh, I don't want to know. Oh, that's just wrong. Granted, like I said, I have not touched an HP laptop in like eight years because I've literally had nothing but problems with them every single time I've had to touch one. That sounds like a you problem. No, this is everybody I've had who's had an HP laptop has had the same overheating issue across the board. Anyway, we should hit the randoms. So, uh, my random review, which I thought I had done earlier, but it wasn't on the list. So, um, I'm going to talk about the eBags Professional Weekender Backpack. eBags Professional Weekender Backpack. Okay. This is my daily work backpack. This was one that I uh, had heard good reviews about, but work didn't want to 
drop $170 on. Uh, so I put it on my Christmas wish list uh, two years ago and got it. And I was very nice. excited for a backpack. Yes. It's amazing what happens as you get older. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here next time, like, hoping somebody gets me my uh, electric edger for Christmas this year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that I get my electric edger because I really want to, you know, edge the heck out of our uh, sidewalk here because it will make uh, snow blowing much easier. Yeah. So, yes, so this is a lap, this bag um, is uh, TSA approved. Um, it can fit an 18 inch laptop, which is what I needed for my new one. Um, it's got its own little sleeve for tablets as well. So, I, I can store my laptop in there. I also store my uh, Amazon Fire in there as well. Can fit an iPad quite nicely as well. Um, I also got it because it had a protective storage pocket, which was actually like a hard clamshell that fit into the backpack. The problem is, is if you use use that protective storage pocket, you cannot fit an 18-inch laptop in there. Oh. You, can you can only fit a 14-inch laptop in there with the clamshell installed. Once you remove the clamshell, then you've got your next, you've got four more inches. Four more inches of space. Yeah. So are you, are you clamshell or clamshell free? I'm currently clamshell free, but that, okay. it, the space for the clamshell is still a pocket. So that's where I store uh, an ethernet cord, a, uh, the charging cable for my laptop, and a mouse. Nice. Because sometimes, you know, I just need the laptop, so I just pull up the laptop, do what I need to do, over Wi-Fi, no problem. But then sometimes I really need to hook into the system and also want to use an actual mouse and not the trackpad. So, you know, that's my it's my secondary pocket. It's just like, okay, I actually need to sit down and do some actual work. Let me, you know, hook into the system and set myself up for actual stuff. Yeah. That's a very impressive backpack. Yeah. Um... The one problem is, is if you look at the, uh, what is that, picture number four? Where it's where fully open? Fully opened. Yeah. Those e-bags things are not included. Oh. So if so you things where they've got like a shirt in them? Yes. So um, the actual backpack has basically two giant open spaces inside it. I mean, you could fill those with things. You don't need the e-bags, mini-bags to do that. Yes, but... <laughs> If not, you've just got two giant empty spaces in the backpack where things, you know, <laughs> cables go. go to die, basically. <laughs> the cable graveyard? Yeah. No, I opened that up recently and I'm like, shit, I've got a 360 controller in here still <laughs> from when I was playing but, Assassin's I mean, but Creed. Those, those are like designed for, for clothing, right? They're there yeah. for, for you to take stuff on a trip. Yes. So yeah, if you if I had these little, you know, sectional things in here, I could, you know, use it better. For most of the time I just, you know, just drop things in there and then completely forget about them. Then you get to have a surprise a couple yeah. weeks later. Yeah, when I open it up again and go, "Oh, that's where that went." <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. But the it looks uh, like a really nice backpack though. Yeah, no, it like I like I said, I've been using this thing as my daily backpack for work for the last 2 years and the thing has been robust. Uh, yeah. It's got that. Uh, it's got a water bottle ba uh, zipper on the side. Pocket. Yeah. So when I'm not using it, I zip it up. But like you don't that you you only have that unzipped when you want to store a water bottle. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you don't want to store a water bottle, you keep it zipped up. But it, it's nice because it's actually big enough that I can hold my um, coffee mug in there. I love so, that the pictures include like plane tickets and trip stuff. Like clearly, this is someone like going somewhere. Yes. But I, like it's I got a passport in it. Yeah, no, the uh, this thing is kind of built for flying too, because all of these zippers, yeah, um, end up in basically one point. So that all the top zippers either have a little latch, so you can actually lock them, or um, can be locked together. So it's built for luggage locks. Nice. But how many luggage locks would you need? I'm saying uh, one, two, three, four, at least four. Yes, that's a lot of locks. Well, it's a lot of separate pockets. So, yep. you know, you don't have to lock them all up, but you can if you want to. But yeah, no, it's got it's got places where you can store the backpack straps so you can just carry it with a handle on the side. Or it's also got a uh, shoulder so it strap. Becomes a briefcase. Yeah, so it becomes a briefcase or you can just do one shoulder strap and keep it uh, basically horizontal rather than vertical. Mm -hmm. Or if you really want to, you can you just use one shoulder strap and put the other shoulder strap inside the bag so they it, it can store its own straps that's that's clever yeah because then it can pack more flat 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I've I've been loving this backpack. Like I said, it's got its own little space for tablets too that I can easily you know zip in and out of without having to go through the whole bag. It's got a pass-through sleeve, so you can actually attach it to your rolling luggage as well in case you're not wanting to carry a backpack through the airport. But yes, my one problem is the fact that it just has those two big empty spaces that, you know, kind of needs some sort of storage solution in there. Yeah, just fill it with, like, a water bladder. Well, I'm thinking that, or if I get these things there, I can actually kind of segregate my tools a little bit. Mm. And then rather than, you know, having my overflowing tool bag, I've got, you know, little packets that are, you know, here are my tools for making cables, you know? Yep. Here are the tools I need for soldering. Here are the tools I need for this. Here are the tools I need for that. Everything's in its own little bag. So I can just, you know, when if I have to go somewhere... Either A, just let them live in the backpack, or B, just, you know... Just have it. Have, g- grab the packs as I need them and add them, to yeah. the, add them to the backpack. Now, if you need something that's not TSA, you know, over the top, they also have the uh, Professional Slim Laptop Backpack, Ooh. which is slightly smaller, so it doesn't fit an 18-inch laptop, but it can supposedly fit a 17-inch laptop in the smaller size. And for those of us who have Chromebooks, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. I have an 11-inch Chromebook. That thing is tiny. Yeah. We've got some of those for the studios, for the DJs to do simple web browsing, which that's all they need. So Right. Yeah. But no, yeah, this thing is, I like it. Everybody likes it. The reviews are, you know, thousands of Four reviews. Four and a half stars. Yeah, 87%. That is a lot of money for a backpack. I know, but it was one of those things where it's like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm carrying this backpack day in and day out. I've had other backpacks that work have got me that have caused problems. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the backpacks, had, in order to access the laptop, the zipper is on the side. And so sometimes I would, you know, open up the thing and do something and forget to zip it up. And then when I throw it over my shoulder, inertia carries the laptop out the side and sends it skidding across the parking lot. That's only happened to me, you know, twice. So this one, it's it's a nice backpack. So if you, you know, if you are a backpack toting person, check this out. They also have sales all the time. Like um, right there's now, there's a 30% a, off right now. Yeah. But okay, I uh, I still use my my um, Swiss Nvidia backpack that I got from Pax. Nice. Still works. Gives me everything I need. Cool. They also they also have future versions of the backpack that have built-in charging packs, and there's one also that actually has an external USB port on the outside, and you can pick what you know charging pack you want to attach to it. That's hilarious. The TLS Motherload Weekender Convertible. Yeah, that thing is huge. What? That is a big backpack. It is a big backpack, but you can store a lot of stuff in there. So yeah e-bags has more than just you know this bag but they came out with their own line and I, I i have thoroughly enjoyed it so that's my uh that's my random review cool so random topic yes rolled ahead of time do you pick change up off the ground sometimes I'm trying to think of the last time i picked change up off the ground i'm trying to think of the last time i saw change i um i picked pennies up off the ground just because i'm collecting pennies but I can't think of the last time I saw actual change on the ground. Yeah, I'm not sure. Would you only pick it if it's heads up? Ah. Kate would only pick the penny up if it's heads up. So Kate's got that superstition going on. <clears throat> what about a quarter? You pick up a quarter either way. Okay. <laughs> Kate would pick up a quarter. That's the okay, but nothing less than a quarter. Well, she said penny if it's you know heads up. But yeah, no, okay. if, if I saw a p- change on the ground, I would pick it up, you know, it, um, it's just what I do. Yep. Dave, would you do it if you actually did see it now? Uh, if I saw a change? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I said I, I pick it up sometimes. Well, what's the, what's the ruling between sometimes and not? If I feel like it? <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's more of just like a, if, if I'm out and I see it on the ground, like, I pick it up just to pick up the thing off the ground. Like, I'll also pick up from time to time I'll just pick up garbage and throw it out at the nearest can yeah no if it, yeah if there's <clears> trash on the ground yeah pick it up throw it out so why is change any different true it's just trash that you get to use yeah so yes I, I pick up change from the ground at least from time to time okay well that's that answer so um, Dave uh, start your vacuum cleaner all right thank you very much yep, have a that's wonderful a... go ahead I was gonna say that's a wrap I was gonna say have a wonderful afternoon all right that too works This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>